You are listening to The A Show, and yes, we support unionization. Yes, sir. We are back. It is the A Show, episode 161. I am Justin here with Meals. What is going on, Meals? How you doing? I'm I'm okay. I woke up today to find out Twitter had stories. Um <laughs> I don't necessarily know how I feel about it. All right, so I feel various different ways about it. And people are like, obviously, well, I don't even want to say people because the person who responded to me about this definitely works for Twitter. He was just like, oh, people have said that about Instagram stories, too. And I was like, Instagram stories is kind of different. Like, it gave me, it It kind of, Instagram stories, when it kind of took Snapchat's whole thing, it just kind of centralized where I'm going to do all my photo, video type of thing. So Snapchat was yeah. kind of like its own, it was a whole separate app for something. And then Instagram was like, oh, we're included in the app. And don't get me started on the stuff that Instagram has since included in the app that I don't care for. Um, but Twitter having it is, it's different because I'm not particularly like the intimacy of stories and stuff like that. And like real life stuff, I don't want to put on Twitter. Uh, I let, let me tell you this. I don't put any of my real life stuff on yeah. Twitter. Like, besides like my dog, Nobody knows what I do on yeah. Twitter. <laughs> yeah. And I don't think it's a smart idea, to be honest with you. First of all, you've got a lot of enemies. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, they're not going to do nothing. Of course, you know of course, I mean? of course. But still, it's like the idea that, you know, just including stories kind of means like, oh, you're filming your kind of everyday thing and you're going to put it on Twitter. Twitter is not for that. Twitter is more like a forum. Like, I don't, I'm not. It's it's a social media thing, but I'm more associated to a forum than a social media kind of concept thing, like Instagram or Facebook or things I would share with my family. And I don't even share Instagram or Facebook with my family. But I there don't... are, but like realistically though, Mills, there are a lot of people that do. Yeah, and, I guess. And they have built the community for it. I know a lot. I know like the the knee jerk reaction on Twitter is to complain and bring up a lot of things that people have asked for for years. And I get that. Mm-hmm. You know, they really be banning abuse and uh and and you know right wings i mean super right wing uh nazi accounts and stuff like that they absolutely should they, mm-hmm. they should they should prioritize that and and i agree but looking at it from a, a tech standpoint if this is about i mean i can see there there's a lot of avenues where they would think that that a lot of that stuff is cool like building your community and um building it and making it more personalized and taking people away again taking eyes away from instagram which is a, uh, an account or not account, but, but a, a service that a lot of people are complaining about and have been complaining about all year about the algorithm. Twitter algorithm isn't that much better, but it's not a source of contention for a lot of people like it is on Instagram. So yeah. I, I really think the biggest thing that has me kind of eyebrow raised is the uh, audio chat um, 
thing that they're doing that is really open right now to marginalized groups and, and women right now only, which I think is interesting because, you know, we had a, a wrestling thing on Clubhouse about a month ago for Hell in a Cell. Mm-hmm. We're thinking of a lot of different events we're going to do for Clubhouse. And this pops up and I'm like, man, like, should we really do Clubhouse? We have a bigger following on Twitter right now. So than I, I was definitely going to ask you that and I probably forgot it i was definitely going to ask you it so we definitely have an idea for something that we want to do on clubhouse but now i'm even thinking like yo do we still want to do on clubhouse i think i still kind of want to do it because i would consider it like a trial run as opposed to like getting in a public forum because twitter everyone's there and right with clubhouse it's like it's a little bit more intimate there'll be less people i can get the kinks and and stuff out before we take it to twitter and before we take it and have it re- be really polished and kind of like, okay, this is the format kind of moving forward. So I'm thinking that, I mean, even though maybe we won't run as much or like plan super far ahead on Clubhouse, but we can at least be like, okay, let's throw these things out there, see how people feel about it. And hopefully when it gets to the main stage of Twitter, which I'm assuming before the end of the year, we'll have this or else they wouldn't, yeah. have, they wouldn't have just put it I, out. I, I don't know who of these marginalized groups of uh, which I follow many marginalized groups, but I don't know who um, has it yet. But I mean, I, I'm looking forward to hearing what the integration is like. I, th- I think Clubhouse has really kind of turned the corner in the wrong way. And it's something I kind of predicted. And I don't know if it was like me being, pe- everyone was like, you've been so pessimistic. I was like, no, once they let certain people in, they'll start letting other people in that are just like them. And then it will become a d- completely different app. And it has become that app right now. Yeah. And I, I think, the community that I wanted to build or we wanted to build through wrestling, it just doesn't seem like it's going to be there or at least, you know, they're not being invited, you, you know? know? So I, yeah. I think I more blame the current climate on social media because it's the thing with clubhouse is part of it would be cool. If there was a balance of like people who just wanted to talk and shoot the shit about random shit, but no, everyone's got a angle. Everyone's got an ulterior motive. Everyone's got a, hey, we're giving our jobs. Hey, we're doing this. Hey, we're doing that. Hey, we're reading this or we're playing that or we're talking about these people and we're doing, everyone's kind of got an ulterior motive on it. So it's kind of less of like a personable thing, which I think would be cool. I think the coolest idea that I've heard was um, personally, so one of my friends who's an actor, he was like, he was asking us, I was pretty much giving him a rundown on Clubhouse. He was new to Clubhouse. We opened up this private room with me and like two other people and we're giving him the rundown on Clubhouse and we're like, oh, okay, yeah, like this is how it works. This is how it works. He was like, yo, so if I wanted to have like a private table reading for a script, I could just do that, right? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, you could actually do that. And like, it's, I mean, you could do that on Zoom. Yeah, but I think it, it, it will probably feel a lot more comfortable i think in a clubhouse setting because zoom has a thing where there's visual and stuff like that and there's too many like if your camera's not on people judge you accordingly and everyone's kind of on the same speed for now on clubhouse so i think it'd be cool for stuff like that but nah it's like fucking i don't even want to say the stuff that's actually going on on clubhouse but still (laughs) i mean there's a bunch of bs on clubhouse yeah yeah yeah, but we'll think of something if once we thoroughly plan this event which i want to have soon so maybe stay tuned to the a show and rnc thing so maybe stay tuned to that i want to have it soon just got to get the kinks out but i definitely do want to have it soon um then yeah whoever's there 
you i i have um i i'll say this i personally have two invites i personally don't give a fuck <laughs> um if anyone really wants to join or really be down um for this event that we're having i'll more than happily give away the invites i don't really care yeah and we're gonna announce that very soon i i think literally imminently so uh stay tuned to our account and we'll uh, we'll announce that uh on twitter yeah uh let's get in let's get into no holds barred a lot to talk about <laughs> this week uh yeah. and it it all kind of uh falls into um you know the same type of thing here uh and i actually think we're gonna we're, i'm gonna integrate sorry if this offends into that if that's okay meals no please i mean yeah yeah go ahead man it has, it has to happen, but let's let's just get let's get the particulars down into no holds barred. Of course, we have to talk about it. Uh, last Friday, Selena Vega was released from the WWE. Um, we have to you know, we have to say the way she was released because I think that is it's not. I think it's important to an extent, but it was. I think it's important that we kind of get the idea out of people's heads of exactly what they think might have happened. What they think, oh, they think that the tweet led to the <laughs> led to the firing when. You know, it was literally reported. Okay, so Zelina Vega put out a tweet saying, "I support unionizations." Uh, if you heard, you know, if you listened to the show, I said at the top of the show, uh, and then ten minutes after and, the yeah. tweet, <laughs> my experience was I saw this tweet and I was like, "You know what? You go, girl." And I said, "You know what? I'm gonna retweet that because I support unionization for these wrestlers. I want them to have better lives." And I retweet that, and I leave for like maybe twenty minutes to go get food or something along those lines. It's like right before SmackDown is about to air, or maybe it's during SmackDown or where the hell it was. Um, I go get food. I was like, okay, about to get SmackDown, get some food Friday night, Friday night loser roll call, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and then I show back on Twitter and she's fired. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, it was weird. And a lot of people ran with it. A lot of people are still running with it, but um, I mean, it's been reported even through outlets that are, you know, leaning less towards supporting WWE, that it was something that happened earlier in the day. And um, a lot of reports came out. A lot of reports have been going back and forth. The, the only report that I could see that seems to be a little bit more refutable than what people are saying is from uh, from Justin Barrasso at Sports Illustrated, uh, who had the scoop on saying that, you know, WWE confirmed that the reason that Vega was released was due to a breach of contract and that opening her OnlyFans account was the last straw. Now, we know from two months ago that he, uh, Vince McMahon and, and the company had warned talent that if they continue to use third-party platforms like Cameo and Twitch and stuff like that, that they would be subject to a fine, suspension, or a firing. And be clear that Zelina was still, she still had her Twitch account and things like that. You know, Paige has still been uh, streaming as well. But, but Zelina's OnlyFans account, which charges $30 a month for exclusive videos and photos of cosplays, lingerie, swimsuits, and more, and according to sources, WWE felt like she put them in a difficult situation by opening the account and that her firing was an example of how the policy would be enforced. So the slippery slope that we've been talking about has happened here. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, a lot of people have been upset, uh, namely, you know, openly, at least from what I can see, Maria Kanellis being one of them who has added you know, Andrew Yang and, and SAG and all of that stuff. And SAG has responded saying that they want to, you know, if any in any way, shape or form, help support wrestlers uh, to get into a SAG union. And of course, the SAG is the Screen Actors Guild. That is what actors and producers and writers uh, are in if they're within the entertainment industry. And, the, you know, again, it's a blurry line of what WWE does because it's sport, but also entertainment. Mm-hmm. And that is where it's going to start getting tricky here. It is, you know, I, I tuned in. 
as I think, you know what? I don't even want to say a lot of people because I know people don't care. So I tuned into her Twitch because she decided to go live on Twitch sometime during SmackDown and she was very teary eyed and stuff like that. I don't think any major news came out of it outside the no. fact of like, you know, I was grateful for my time there. It's sad it had to end this way. This is probably one of the worst days of my life. She was recanting on kind of like it was her father's dream to become a professional wrestler. And, you know, unfortunately, her father passed away on 9-11. Um, she carried on the dream. And this is she's got where she want to be. And that's where she wants to be. And she just thanked Triple H. And she thanked Stephanie. And she thanked kind of everyone there. Um, but essentially, it was like, yo, we going up on Twitch now. And it's a it's sad, but at the same time, it's like, I don't know. I don't know. I think she took a stand. I'm hoping the stand leads to some it's it's weird because it's Twitch, but I'm hoping yeah. this stand leads to something because it, it 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 seems like it would be a shame if you lost your job and you really kind of just lost it for Twitch instead of trying to make a bigger statement or trying to make a bigger push for something. So I, I elect if, I mean, if she is truly, you know, I'm down for unionizations, I'm down for this. I think she should decide to make a push and try to make a change as much as she can. But yeah, I mean, she got the boot. Um, She was very, again, um, really thank, like you said, really, really like thankful for the opportunity she got. I, I know we say this a lot. I don't think she's not going to come back. Uh, be, mm. I'll be clear here. I don't think this is it for her there. And I also, a lot of people would say, AEW. I'm like, I don't think that's the point. Like, she didn't leave that place <laughs> to go into another place that could possibly enforce these types of tactics on her later down the line. But no, this has to be like, a while. <laughs> I mean, even, even still, like, she could go back to Impact, anything like that. Like, the, these are companies that, in the at the end of the day, they're, they want to make money. Mm-hmm. And they're going to be trying to make money Regardless, like my thing with actually one, one second here. If I can be serious for a minute. Oh Lord. Here we are. If I could if I could be serious for a second here, I think that obviously we're making this a anti WWE thing. And I get it. That is how a lot of people get their mm-hmm. attention and their engagement. That's cool. This is a wider opportunity for people to stand up and ask for unionization and fair pay across the board in all of pro wrestling. WWE is not the only people that does shit like this. You just don't hear about it. They just don't have people in, in the inside talking about it. I've said it before. Other companies like New Japan, ROH, stuff like that, like they don't have all of their dirty laundry on, on Front Street because it just doesn't get numbers. You know, it's, it's not... It's not popping like that. So what I did, and I sent this to Mills over the weekend, I looked up some labor and employment law over the weekend. Mm-hmm. You want to know what I found? That made me bust out laughing. I found a really, a really cool site that said, is it time to start a union at your workplace? And it tells you how to get started. Okay. And let me tell you where I stopped reading at right here on this, on this site. It's, it's, uh, it's like a legal site. Find some coworkers that you trust and be careful who you trust. I stop right there. You, do you think that 14, 15 time champion Randy Orton is going to, is, is going to be like, yeah, you can trust me about this union shit. I get paid above the board and I've been, I've, I've even beaten wellness. You can trust me. 
You think Roman Reigns at the top of the pay grade is going to be coming down and worrying about the guys at the bottom? No matter how good of a pe- of good of people you think they are, like at the end of the day, these people have to make money, and they have to like feed their kids. Con- contact uh, the next one. Contact the union org- organizer. Who's going to do that in in all of wrestling? Who? I mean, all right. So I'm just and hold on, let me, hold on. Figure out which union is right for you. Form an organizing committee, and this is this. And, and Mills, you agree this has to be this has to be wide reaching. It has to be every wrestler. It's kind of, kind of like the CBA, yeah. Kind of like SAG, all of that stuff, or, or not uh, the CBA, the 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 uh, the players union and the, and the NBA. Um, form an organizing committee. Get a majority to sign on. Be in, be prepared for employer attacks, which is the big one. There, this is the reason that'll cut a lot of people off from doing a union. They're afraid of being fired. Yeah, they're afraid absolutely. of being. Uh, win in an election, you have to convince the, the, the your coworkers that a union is the right thing for them. And again, your organizer can help you with figuring out the best way to do this and negotiate a contract. These are like very big hangups because we know how pro wrestling is. It's right. not like the entertainment industry where, you know, you don't get signed to Paramount Pictures or Warner Brothers anymore. They used to do that back in the, in the 50s and 60s before they created the SAG. Uh, and now they don't do that anymore. You can't get signed on to like a 15 picture deal with warner brothers they just don't do that anymore you can do a picture with anyone you want now they do they do deals where you can do a certain amount of movies and they give you points on that but that's a part of again a union it's not like the the cba and the players union and all that stuff like they're at the mercy of a bunch of different owners within wrestling there's really only three yeah you know it 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 works so differently within that and i want people to understand that like as much as they're, they're rallying behind these people you know, and, and, you know, wanting this change to happen. And I agree. I absolutely want that. It is very, very, very tough to make a union happen, especially within, you know, a, a pandemic for one, when, when we come out of this, we don't know what the, the world is going to look like. These people are like clinging to their jobs right now, to be honest with you. Well, and then also within the, the attitude of, of the, the pay scale of wrestling, it's just so different. The contracts are so different. Like it's not, fair across the board but it's been like that for over almost 100 years i agree i agree i agree with all the things that you've said thus far where i believe that change could potentially come is i think there needs to be a massive event that actually occurs and i it, it probably could have happened in the 90s with the you know steroids Steroid. and things it probably could have happened in the mid-2000s with eddie guerrero and chris benoit wow. And all these other stuff. Um, but at the time, I don't think anyone was even close to thinking about that. Maybe they were. Maybe they were. But they probably weren't hired by the WWE, to be honest with you. They probably were formerly employed. Um, all this other stuff. Even with the concussion thing. The protection for the wrestlers. I think there needs to be a massive event that sort of happens. It's terrible because it's going to actually be a bad event. It's going to be something yeah. um, where that affects the business negatively to kind of open up the people's eyes and be like, yo, we at the end of the day, we need to look out for ourselves. Now, while WWE does look out for their superstars, and they do, because they say, if you get injured in the ring, we're covering you at the end of the day. Like, we're covering the cost of, you know, rehab and all the other stuff. But, like, if you get injured outside the ring, like, that's your ass. Like, tough luck. But I do believe that it is important to at least sort of have these conversations now. Obviously, you can't have these conversations out loud. Obviously. No. And, and and the thing is, the real important part and the real tough part is the part that you said of getting everyone kind of on the same page. Because in the wrestling business, it will never happen. 
because everyone has their own agendas. Everyone's an independent contract. Everyone's kind of afraid to break the status quo of kind of what happens in professional wrestling. Um, everyone, I don't think they're cowards for that. I don't think I don't think they're bad. No, for that but it's, it's, I don't. I'm not saying they're cowards. I'm just saying they're. No, I'm, I'm not saying you're. I'm just saying like you see. I'm just making the parallel to like the actual workplaces that people work at all the time. There are people like this there right now that won't do right. that. Right. Exactly. Exactly. At the end of the day. However, I do believe that they, I, I think they need a lot more protection and, and, and thing with their contracts. I mean, we've talked about this for the last three months of like, where does the line actually drawn between what's what it is and what it isn't? And, and, you know, there were people online saying, oh, Zelina was getting paid more on Twitch than she was in WWE. I find that hard, super hard to believe. Um, I but if- on that, I on that, and she she makes a solid earning off of Twitch. But again, the the breakdown, I don't think people are understanding the breakdown because a lot of people that are talking about it aren't actual Twitch streamers. But and I know a couple, and I, the, the actual breakdown is Twitch takes a lot of that out of tax. Yeah. So in order for her to like really break through and make the ninja money, she needs a lot more a lot more subscribers than what she has right now, which she does have a lot. But she gained a lot of those followers throughout the last day couple days yeah <laughs> so like at, at the end of the day it, it is like again you have to stream every single day you have to stream a lot and and that that is definitely a 40-hour job that i don't know if you know is it is it you know will she make as much as she did who knows but it takes a lot of work to be a streamer so that's why again to, to your point meals these people just wanted to get some side money yeah this is this perfect side money and, and that's that's where our hangup is about why they're stopping them from doing this because like this doesn't make sense. This is just their side money. Exactly. This is just something and, that they're side of it. Like in, it a, in a sense pandemic where they're not working as much. To be quite honest with you, I don't even think anyone's getting as paid as much. The thing is, WWE, also, WWE they're, still they're doing hard. business. WWE still doing business, and they're still getting all the the things they're doing. Quite frankly, they've had a better year this year than they've had in other years just because of their business model and how they're moving forward and how things are kind of increasing with that. Um, but the superstars and wrestlers themselves, I don't think they're getting, this might and be, a report go ahead. That house shows are over. They're not doing house shows anymore. Yeah. After not, the, even after the pandemic. Yeah. House shows are over with. So, so again, like there, there has to be, and I, my frustration here is that if WWE is talking about, they have a plan or a partnership and we've all, you know surmised it and predicted that they do have a partnership and i've heard a little inklings about it they need to they need to bring it out now because this 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 is only and again i know they don't care about the the court of public opinion this is clear (laughs) we know whenever something like this happens they don't say anything about it they just give you they just give you a statement and they, they move on but whatever partnership they might have with twitch or cameo or even within their own uh, meet and greet, which you have to pay for, and it's 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 about as much as you probably pay for a cameo anyway. They need to reveal what this is going to look like for these wrestlers because this looks bad. And, and also, I agree to your point, Mills. Like, I don't think this Twitch thing is gonna is gonna be the one that breaks through. Zelina Vega just isn't a Roman Reigns tier talent, and that is the most. That is like a if they if they if fire AJ, AJ Styles, Styles right? Reigns, yeah, that, that's the moment when people are gonna make a move. It's not gonna, and it, and it sucks because it's not gonna be a woman person of color that gets let go because of this. Like, I, I think that again, like I, I enjoy Zelina and, and I, I think we're, we're spending a lot of time talking about the, the, the background of it and not really just about her. Like she was a phenomenal talent. She was a phenomenal speaker. She was, she was coming into her own as a solo artist or a solo star. And 
I think that there was a lot that they could do with her. Now, I, I don't know. Will, will someone else capitalize on that? It's too early to tell. But at the end of the day, this was just a, a, an example, a, a needless example of somebody being let go because of a really stupid policy that they did not clarify. And to what I understand from what she's saying and what, what, what what, from what we understand, we know about as much as they do about what they're going to do about it in the future. Absolutely. And that's the kind of sucky part about it, because it's like, OK, what's the breakdowns? What's everything? Well, we'll let you know. We know that it's the same thing with the network. They threw on the network. And then everyone's like, okay, where's my royalties? How is this going to break down? How is this? I mean, I used to get things to DVD deals. Now there's going to be less DVDs because of the network. Where's my breakdown on this? And they're like, well, we we don't know right now. That was Punk's big gripe. And he was doing that large podcast a number of years ago. But the it, it, it sucks to think that, oh, wow, yeah, we're going to do this. And, you know, we want this for us. But it's like, but what are you doing for us in return? Like, we're taking out stuff that this is a pandemic. Everyone's going through whatever they're going through. There's less money going around. People want to. And, and also, it's not even like a thing of like, oh, that people want to engage with their fans. People want to provide content. You told people stop using their real net, stop using their superstar names. I 100 percent get it because that's it. WWE entity. However, they're using their real names now, and they're like, oh, no, well, the only reason you're popping is because of us. And it's like, well, really? I guess so, yeah. I guess it is. But at the same time, it's like, where does the line actually draw? Where do, where does the goal how when does the goalpost stop moving in terms of like what they can and can't do? When does it begin? When do they formulate an actual plan of like here's the breakdowns, here's how we're doing this? And so superstars can look at it and be like, nah, that's not good enough. I was making this amount. Um and now you're deciding now it's going to be part of a large sum that'll probably be tax and probably other things. And it's going to become a smaller sum because you're taking some out. Twitch is taking some out. All this is well, taking I, some out. I would imagine that it's going to work a little bit how up, up, down, down was kind of absorbed. But the thing about that was that Austin Creed still was able to have his own personal Twitch. And now he's not able to. And we also saw a report on the kind that came out that AJ and Xavier actually went to Vince a couple of weeks ago, flew to Connecticut to go talk to him about this. And they didn't, they weren't even able to convince him. So I, I don't know what this hangup is. And until they say something, I, I feel like we're going to be spinning wheels trying to figure it out. Cause th- there's no telling what the hell is going on in this guy's mind. Yeah. I, I'm just going to be honest. I have no clue what the fuck this could be about. And I'm pretty sure it's not really Vince. It's probably like chief branding or marketing or the, oh, the sure. new lady they hired or whatever the hell it is. Um, so, you know, it just is, we're going to hear more about this as the weeks to come. I'm sure Zelina will talk about it in the future and stuff like that. But yeah, it's, uh, you know, it's crazy. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Zelina, her husband, Alistair Black, there was also a report about him this week that he was denied a request to go back to NXT, which prompted a lot of people to kind of wild out about this. And, I don't think people were really understanding or thinking about why they probably said no. And I mean, as clear as day, NXT is full. There is no room in that two hour show for Aleister Black to be at the top of the card feuding with guys that already have established programs. And there are a lot of people in NXT that are spinning their wheels. No, I mean, you know, no doubt about it. Champa, Dream. Uh, I mean, that Gargano has actual storylines, but like there are a lot of people there that are spinning their wheels, but there's a place for them there. Aleister Black going back to that, I just don't see why you know what what the issue is i know that the draft probably uh messed him up a lot more than than a lot of people thought i thought the smackdown would be a good place for him but then they brought ko over with him and i thought that i was like that didn't make any sense to me but um again we're in survivor series time like there there is really no room for anyone that isn't on that team right now so 
Uh, just an interesting point about him wanting to go back to NXT. What do you feel about it? I think going back to NXT can't be always the answer when it comes yeah. to my career isn't as going as well. But you know where it was popping? NXT. It it just can't always be the answer. I don't think it was, to be honest with you, I mean, for Finn, I could see because Finn, I believe he was 100% stressed. I think this was more so a compromise of him not leaving the company because I truly believe he would have left WWE if he was still on the main roster. Um, for Ember Moon, I'm there, are, you know, various things that we've talked about of why she went back, but I do think that she probably still would have benefited staying on the main roster because she hasn't accomplished anything yet. She's barely done right. anything of the sort. She hasn't had much of an up and down. It's not, it hasn't been five years where she's been growing up and down and it's just like, oh, it's been a couple years. She's had a couple injuries. She, the only reason she's there is because I guess she feels more comfortable there and everyone was like, yeah, sure, why not? I mean, you're not, we got enough women up here anyway. Um, but I don't think for Alistair Black, it's the answer. I think the thing with career development and what I think earns your stripes in the eyes of the fans and probably in the back is going through all these growing pains, especially with your character. The main roster, we've said this since day one, and you can hear on the earlier episodes, if you go back to old episodes of the A-Show, we've been saying this, the main roster priorities are 100% different than NXT priorities. Yes. They just are. Yes. There's going to be a Randy Orton, Roman Reigns, all these sort of very established marquee stars that move units, I would, you know, to put the term lightly, that move units that are the priority on the top show. And you kind of have to figure your way in and kind of get in where you fit in. And that may involve like sort of a reimagining of your character to kind of freshen it up. Everything that works in NXT does not work in WWE. I think Aleister Black has the potential to work. Um, they just kind of need to put in the time. But I think there's been a whole bunch of changes since he's been on the main roster, I do I truly think he was on a trajectory somewhere and because of the Paul Heyman thing. Yep. Things change and you know, it's like when you get a new boss at your job, it's like suddenly priorities are different and suddenly they have to make big moves to sort of uh establish their kind of own thing. And I think that's kind of what happened to Alistair Black. Um, to my knowledge, he is currently injured. Um uh, I've heard I've heard I've heard some rumblings okay. about that. Um um, I can't say that on any show that he's ever been on, he hasn't yeah, been. I haven't featured. seen him on the show in a couple of weeks. I'm just assuming that. <laughs> yeah, or or he's on a he's on the vid vacation. Um, I hope I not can't... for that damn long. God damn. <laughs> well, it's only been since the draft, or he got beat. He got beat by KO that first night. Yeah, draft was um, draft was like a month ago, like a month and a half. I can't. Ago. I can't say that there's any on any show that he's been on. He hasn't been important or featured or pushed or. You know, I mean, this is a guy that, you know, we even said on the show, even though he doesn't lose, he's not, you know, factored into anything. Nothing's going on. So, I mean, they he's been on TV a lot. It's just that there hasn't been an established storyline. And we do know it was going to be either him or Drew last year for the Royal Rumble. And they picked Drew, you know, yeah. like there he's factored. Yes, that, that was the that was a report that came out that it was going to be uh, Alistair or Drew. Oh, or Brock. that's crazy. Yeah. Didn't hear that. <laughs> yeah. But, um, you know, but I, I think I hate to tell someone like that's, you know, I'm not there like, hey, stick it out. But, you know, there's a lot of people that, <laughs> that that stay on the main roster and they eventually find their place. Now, I don't think Alistair will be chasing the 24-7 title anytime soon. I mean, God, I do you think, better hope not, because <laughs> I hope not. I, I mean, they never made Finn do it. So, 
I, I I've always said that his his nearest him and Ricochet's nearest uh um parallel would be the Finn on the main roster, and that's what it's looking like to me. It's just the guy who kind of spins his wheel, wins mid card titles, and and has the occasional really banger match for the world title, but never wins it. I think it's you know, because it, I think it's because he's so impressive and so because he's so talented that maybe I mean I've heard this on on something to wrestle with so many times. It's like you gotta you gotta look at this guy. You gotta see this guy. I think it happened with Rob Van Dam as well. A lot of times in his career, where there's like, yo, you gotta you gotta look at this guy. He's so cool. He's so impressive. He's so and Vince is like, this is what y'all talking about. This is what y'all this is what y'all going up for. The guy can't even speak. Like I'm sure I'm assuming that's what's happening, or that's a case of where but people. Alistair are, can, but Alistair can speak. Though. No, he but I'm saying better. it's not even the sort of. A, I was using that as an example for like Rob Van Dam or something along those lines, but I think it's using an example of him being maybe so overhyped. This is coming out of nowhere, so don't take take this as a grain of salt. But I truly believe that he has a lot of supporters because he is talented. He was a major part of NXT. You can kind of look at his resume there and be like, we can do something. We can find something with him. But maybe it's the case of. Like, because I look at it as Rick for Ricochet, too. I'm looking at him. I look at Ricochet. I'm like, yo, how are you not doing anything with him? Like, how do you not? How is he not at least not even a top star, but like a contender in and out contender? Because he's just so talented and his, his athleticism pops off the screen beyond just There's like a lot, a lot of talented people on that roster. Right. One hundred percent. But it's like beyond it's like the athletic ability tells a different story. It's kind of like with Brock Lesnar, but Brock Lesnar has the look as well, which is what separates him for it. But Brock Lesnar isn't a speaker, but his athletic prowess and his power and his explosion and all of this other stuff jumps off the screen so hard that you, people were, people had no choice and they're just like, yo, we love this guy. And that's the kind of different, it's a different type of charisma than the whole, the rock and thing. That's why there is always, you know, Daniel Bryan, The Rock, like Daniel Bryan will never be The Rock, but he has a different type of charisma that he carries with him, and a lot of it is expressed during the ring. Um, I think that's the same with Aleister Black. I think he he has a lot that he can offer as well, um, and even his look itself. But it, it's still really early. Yeah, it's and still really early. At the end of the day, he um he's completely changed his whole his whole deal. Now, if I can think of anyone SmackDown for him to feud with, there are a lot of people he could feud with. If we if we can get out of this fucking Seth Rollins feud, there would be a lot of people he could feud with right now. Um, I think but, he needs a know, complete. He needs a departure from whatever he is right now, and I think he's uh, not a completely new character. But I do think he needs to be like integrated into something, so he at least. What if it, he was helping? Out, what if he was helping out the tribal chief? I mean, that could one hundred percent be a thing. I think um, I think he would be a, a, a crazy. My idea for Alistair Black, this is hashtag meals booking right here, is like a one man Yakuza. Like he out there and he bodies people and he's completely dangerous. And that is his gimmick is that he's massively dangerous. Now everyone's dangerous in pro wrestling, but he's like, he ends up or being like, like real. What happened? Like wearing a suit? Like, like the yeah. old low key, like wearing a suit and all that, right? Yeah. Cool. Like someone who's just like, He's the second, I won't say second in command, but you you know the guy who's just like, wow, like he's going to be tough to beat. And he lays out a lot of people, but at the end of the day, it's like you got to get through him to get to the next guy. You got to get through him to get to the top guy. Um, so I don't know. It's a, That's my thoughts. I think he needs a complete departure from where he is, but I don't think NXT's the answer. NXT's full. You're good. Yeah. We you don't need to be facing Cameron Grimes and you don't need to be facing everybody else. Like they're good. Yeah. I'm sure there'll be great matches, but we're good. Unless you want to go to UK. 
which you can completely do. That'd be fine. Um, <laughs> I, I did have one more point here before Noah's Bart that I want to get to quick before break. Uh, Undertaker sure. saying that he, he can't buy some recent WWE champions. He had an interview with Yahoo where he said that uh, there hasn't been he hasn't been able to buy some of the choices WWE has had as champions. So he says as more of a guy that kind of fits in the middle of the road, a guy that you'll believe working with the big guy, but can also work with the little guy. But there are certain guys that, that they've had. I won't bring in names, but it's just like, yeah, I just don't buy it. I don't buy this as my champion and it's not my fault or, or any of their own other than that. They're not physically able to match up against certain people. Um, what do you quick, mean you can't buy me as champion? <laughs> do you think he's talking about Braun? <laughs> What do you mean? I'm a big guy. I move. I do all that stuff. So he can't be talking about... Like, my mind went immediately to Daniel Daniel Bryan. But that can't be right. Because Daniel Bryan moved... I think he has respect for Daniel Bryan. I think he's talking about... uh, You want want a hot take of who I think he's talking about? I think he's talking about Bray Wyatt. (laughs) Oh, but he said that he wanted to tangle with The Fiend, though. Did he? In yeah, he said that he, he he the fiend is one person that he wished that he could have got before got to before he retired. Mm, all right, I didn't read that. Then then my hot take is out the window. But you could also be right though, because he could still feel like the fiend is good, but not a good champion. Yeah, I think so. I I, I just think with the fiend, there's a reason why he was like never considered for like a major like. He he got the WrestleMania program, but he didn't beat the Undertaker, and that that could have been a thing where he he could have solidified Bray Wyatt forever by having him beat him. But he Undertaker shows up like out of shape, beaten up, hasn't been seen in a year, and just beats Bray Wyatt, and I, that always rubbed me the wrong way because I was like, but Phenom, the Phenom, like, and he's younger, and he got a lot of things going on, but that always rubbed me the wrong way. I don't know if he's totally like sees it for Bray Wyatt. Um, I feel like it's definitely Braun, though. Braun's definitely in that conversation. Nobody likes. Let me let me tell you. Nobody likes Braun. I'm, I'm sure he's a pretty cool guy outside of the ring, but nobody wants him to be the champion. Um, I, I agree with you though, Mills. It's either it's either Braun, but I don't know why my mind with the Daniel Bryan. I just feel like he's just the one guy that a lot of people would be like, no, it can't be him. But well, I think they maybe, put the they put the strap on a lot of guys who deserved it. I mean, we've seen Roman recently, um, Seth. We've seen, you know. A couple other guys, I can't think of anyone in the last like five years besides Braun, who they're like, you know what, that guy doesn't deserve it. Unless he's talking about Kofi. You think he's talking about Kofi? Oh my God, what if he is? <laughs> what if he is talking about Kofi? I don't see it for him. <laughs> I don't well, know. Okay, There's we're talking about him. Well, let's not start something that will have the internet going crazy. Let's let's go to break. When we come back from break, we'll be talking about the Survivor Series 2020 car and predicting who we think is going to win the best of the best. We'll be right back on the A-Show. Okay, now the powers that be haven't apprehended the man who tried to end my career just yet. So I thought I'd take matters into my own hands. I mean, you have anything to report? How many times do I have to tell you, man? I did not hit you with that car. Just a you are the only one who knows exactly what happened on that night because you are the one that did it. I've been proven innocent. I've been proven innocent, man. How many times do I have to tell you I did not hit you with that car? If you keep accusing me of something that I did not do, I'm going to be found guilty of a lot worse things than hitting you with a car. 
Can I get an amen, brother? What 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 is up with that? Uh, what was up with that? I, are they turning Jeff? <laughs> no, I just think he really is very mad. He still thinks he hit him with a car. I'm like, are you serious, bro? Are you serious? Clearly, did you not watch SmackDown after you were hit with that car? It's all over the place. It's on YouTube. It's literally on YouTube. Like, bro, yeah, he was like, he was slumped. Remember, we had this conversation. He was slumped behind somebody's house. He flew through somebody's house. How the hell did he get there? Did you even put the two? You know what? I don't know. I would be mad too. I would be mad. I would be hot at him too. And also, I don't know. Elias, Elias can go. I'll be honest with you. I'm I'm not a fan of Elias. I think uh, good personality. Not a very good wrestler, but yeah. he goes all in. The character, he's all in on the character. He's all in I on will... the character, but he can go. He can go. He can one hundred percent leave. I'm, I'm, I'm. You hear that, that Yeah, you hear that? You hear that? Yeah, that's that's crazy. Uh, but let's get into Survivor Series 2020. As with all pay per views this year, a bit of an odd one. Um, usually it, this would be, uh, this would be pushed a lot differently. <laughs> to say the least, we would have at least had an invasion, which we've had for the past. I'm uh, mad two about years. that. I'm I'm very mad. I am so, you know, it's very, it's 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 very like formulaic. Don't get me wrong, but I love a good invasion. I love seeing people in blue shirts showing up on the red show and beating people up. I just love it. Yeah, I I mean, you we know what to blame that on. Uh, we also know why NXT <laughs> won't be the vid. <laughs> <laughs> because they're in their own little uh, petri dish of, of COVID uh, right now, but um, you know they they made the best of it. Uh, I think they have they have um, to me two three matches that like I really like three matches that I really think will be good. Wait wait pause, one- pause for a second. Like, quick, quick second, let's pause for a second. Um, okay. So we're gonna have the Survivor Series match. There are gonna be ten people in the ring at a time, right? Eleven, including the referee. Three more, including yeah. announcers that are ringside. Yes. Um, yes. What happens when it comes to the Royal Rumble? The Royal Rumble, oh. without a doubt, I mean, you don't have to have more than 10 people in a ring at a time, but you at least need all 30 people there. You know what well, I'm saying? Would you, um, would you to make, well, hasn't AEW and Impact had multi-man matches already? I think AEW's definitely had multi-man matches. They've had a Lumberjack match already. But I'm More th- than 10. Yeah, well... Yeah, um, they've done it. I don't think it's smart because the thing is, you could get tested on a on a Wednesday and have it on a Thursday. Absolutely. So I absolutely agree, absolutely agree with I you. I think when but you're in- sitting in that whole gorilla thing, like we've seen the day of the Royal Rumbles or like the backstage or WWE 24s, when they sit in that gorilla position, all thirty of them are there at the same time. Right. I don't know. Do they all have masks on and just have to take the mask off when they come back and then get a mask on? I think if you're perform, I think the rule was if you're performing actively, as in doing interviews, being on camera, you have to have your mask off. If you're back there chilling, mask on at all times. So they, I think they do have masks on. I don't think that because let's just listen. Let's just be get down to brass tacks. <clears throat> Thanksgiving is next week. Yes. CDC scientists and doctors have said it'd be better off if we just did not do it. If we, if even if you have a mask on, it just just. Don't do it all together. I've had to cancel my plans. I'm sure a lot of people that are listening have had to have had to cancel their plans because of the guidelines here. It is just not smart. And again, I know we watch this every week. You know, we're preaching to the choir here. 
but it's just not smart to just have 30 people. It's not smart to have 10 people out there like this, but at least with Survivor Series, you can kind of, you can kind of, uh, you can kind of fudge it a little by having the quick eliminations. Yeah. It could become, it could become a four on four very quick (laughs) in Survivor Series or or a three on three very quick because you can have quick eliminations and then you can have a match that way. Well, listen, I see a couple matches where they're going to be real quick. You know what I'm saying? Um, I mean, I, you know, you see it, but with Royal Rumble, you you raise a really interesting point. And I would say to counter that, why don't they move up the intervals of people being in there? Why don't they move it from two minutes to five? The Royal Rumble? Yeah. Or was it, is, is it two? No, it's like 90 or maybe, seconds. Or maybe, maybe move it down to, or, or maybe, maybe move it down to like 30 and then just have quicker eliminations. They got to say, like, I'm sure they're going to have whoever stage manager, referee outside. It was like, yo, there's 10 people in here. Three y'all need to be eliminated before this next person come out. <laughs> Braun, get in there. <laughs> Braun, that, exactly, right? Like, we're throwing Braun. We're Braun, he's going to be, you know, a, a hard reset. And that's how it's going to happen. Or they could do it how Punk did it. Remember that one year where Punk was just eliminating people one by one and talking at the same time? That was pretty fun. Um, okay, that was just my thoughts. Let's go back to Survivor Series. Yes. Uh, like I said, there, there are a couple matches here that could be good that we've seen before also. Uh, there's a couple first-time matches, but there's one match in particular that they've literally built up within the week that we just were just like, okay, we got to have it. <laughs> and we'll talk about that when we get to it. But let's start off on the card here with uh, the men's and women's teams. Let's start off with men's team uh, elimination uh, tag match. Uh, you have Team Raw with AJ Styles, Riddle, Braun Strowman, Keith Lee, Sheamus versus Team SmackDown of Jey Uso, Kevin Owens, King Corbin, Seth Rollins, and someone who has not been announced yet because WWE just loves to do this last minute uh, announcing of the people. So before we start this prediction, who do we think the last man will be? I don't fucking know. I was like, I, I was on SmackDown and I was like, wait, why haven't they announced the last person yet? It's they literally have a whole whole other show to announce i mean even the smackdown women's team is not even fucking finished yet and but they have less it's just so weird um who do i think let me look on ww.com i don't know who's on smackdown anymore there, there aren't many i mean it could be it, well otis got eliminated unless they do a last chance match with otis this Ew, week oh my god no. ziggler and rude ziggler who was a sole survivor at once we watched that match last week i guess i guess um, there is, uh, well, I just said rude. Um, Alistair Black, I guess. Um, Alistair Black could be up there. But I mean, again, Biggie. Biggie Big e was, oh my God, where, where is he? What is, what's wrong with him? Biggie's just jamming it up with the Street Profits. <laughs> because just, I think that that's the service of, and well, I, I, I want to get to that match and I want to get to what I think is going to happen there. But, okay. um, I think there's going to be something. There's a, cool. there's a there's a couple of contenders. There's a couple of contenders. It could 100% be Biggie. It could be Lars Sullivan if they chose to go that route since they've been trying to humanize him. It could be Otis if they chose to go that route. It could be, I don't want to say Murphy because he's got a match on SmackDown this week against Seth, but I mean, they could choose Murphy. Um, There's a, there's a couple people. I mean, Kalisto, if they want to get freaky with it, Apollo. Why is Mustafa Ali still on SmackDown on this show? Oh my god. Yeah, they're late to updating him. I saw that too. They're very late to updating him. Um uh, Shinsuke or Cesaro, if they choose to go that route, they're not really doing anything. Is Rey Mysterio on the team? No. He got remember he uh Corbin Corbin uh screwed him over. Oh yeah. Oh, okay. Well it could be anybody. I don't know. Um 
I, 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 someone said take her, and I was like, I doubt it. I highly doubt it. <laughs> if that's the case, just throw the match in some rice. Good luck. Um, I think let, let me let me be clear here. I think Raw's team is unfair. Yeah, <laughs> even it's, it's ridiculous at this point. It's, it's it's really unfair. But I think that's the reason why they will lose because they are so um they are so overly matched that it just wouldn't be fair and they have to make it fair somehow. Well, they lost uh, to Retribution I, this week on Raw. That was a very surprising that seemed like a give for Team Raw, and then they <laughs> lost to Retribution with a roll up. <laughs> with a roll up, and Retribution. You know what's the worst part? Retribution was celebrating like they were jobbers. You know, like they were celebrating like this is my first win ever. I was like, act like you've been here before, Retribution. Act tough. Come on. How are you gonna do that? Oh my god. Yeah, I, I, I think it'll be really great. I think that this will once again. They have been really showcasing Riddle. I know he took the pinfall on some fluke shit on Raw, but they have really been showcasing him. He's been getting more things to say, more segments, uh, more things to do in matches. He was like that. He was in the match for the longest on Monday. That that push is very real. <laughs> what they were saying, they got the rocket strapped to that boy right now. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure they got mo- more merch. He's got his uh, Twitch things lined up and all the other stuff like that. He's getting the push. He's 100% getting the push. Um, yeah, I can't see. It. Here's the thing. I can't see a particular scenario where... All right, so let's do this. Soul Survivors. Let's say it's going to come down to two versus two. Who do you think it will be? I mean, we can't really predict on SmackDown, I guess, because I guess there's still another person out there. Um, but if it was SmackDown, who would it be? Well, what, if, what if... um, Well, mm, Jay and Kevin... Jane, Kevin. You know, you know what they could pull out. You know what I think they'll pull out though. Daniel Bryan coming back on Friday. That could be and it. And then getting getting into the match, and then it being it being Jay and Daniel Daniel at the end, and then Roman telling Jay to get Roman to get Daniel out of there because he doesn't want Daniel to be the winner. He, they have to be the winner. I think Jay will for sure be in the final too. Huh. I can actually, actually I can really see that happening with Daniel coming back. The way that SmackDown gets booked, like it, it, it like makes sense, you know, not, not like Raw. I can see many people on the Raw side taking that pin from many people on the SmackDown side. It's just like, where would Strowman is just in a force? You kind of got to get DQ. him like counted out. Yeah, or DQ or kind of. Keith Lee. I guess you could beat Keith Lee. It'd be tough. They'd have to like. Seamus is taking that. Shane Moe is taking that pin. Mm, Sheamus is definitely taking the pin. I don't know. I don't I, know where I see I here. See a lot of, um, I see a lot of feuds coming out of this though, because just the nucleus of these of these five guys is literally your upper card of Raw. These are all your guys in the upper card on Raw that are in this match. And I think Braun and Keith could maybe cancel each other out. Yeah, but I mean, I'm talking about coming out of this. I, I, right, I can right. see, I can see Keith and AJ. I can see Keith and Braun finishing their stuff up. I see for sure Riddle and AJ. I see Riddle definitely that. as a sole survivor. Yeah. Yeah, I, I see Riddle and AJ coming out of this feuding, honestly. Interesting. Okay. I, um, who you got? Who you got? Team SmackDown. Team SmackDown's going to win that. I'm going to go with... Uh, I think Jay's going to win this match. <laughs> that'd be wild as fuck. You know that? Bro, I am not... <laughs> I am not the hugest fan of this singles push. I'm not going to lie to you. Any match thing, it's not building towards another Roman match. So I was like, why the hell he still got to win? Exactly. Like I, I'm like, bro. I, he his got matches in the face by Drew McIntyre on Friday. Like, and I, and I was like, I was like, 
and I think we even said this last week or we either said this to each other like off the show, like it just seems like he has moves that need to have another person there in order for it to be cool. <laughs> well, you think he's still half of a person. I'm perfectly fine with this man's move set that also belongs to someone else. I, I just, I'm not, I, I think he does need to start racking up some L's or maybe he'll take the L here and, and Daniel Bryan's a soul survivor or something like that or, or whoever. He needs a new but finisher I, maybe. I, I don't know. Maybe he needs a new finisher or something. The flash ain't it for me. Mm. I, I like that, that move that they used to do where they used to uh, they used to step on your knee and break your leg. Mm. Remember that when they were turn heel? Yeah. And they used to American Alpha. Yeah. I, I, I remember that one. They, he needs a new finisher. He just kind of needs a, a, a new freshen up. Um, I'm going to pick God. I guess I'll pick Raw. I don't know. Raw... It's just unfair. It's really unfair in kind of how they've uh, settled this. And I can't see anything big coming out of SmackDown for this. This is really a hodgepodge of, like, whatever. So I'm going to pick a roll. All right. Next up, the women's elimination match. Uh, <laughs> Talk about a snake-bitten match. Talk about it. Team Raw, Nia Jax, Shayna Baszler, Lana, Lacey Evans, and Peyton Royce. And we'll talk about why. Those uh, Mandy and Dana are not in the match. In Talk a about failing upwards. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, versus Team SmackDown of Bianca Belair, Liv Morgan, Ruby Riot, and once again, two unknown people that we're going to have to try and figure out to predict this match. Uh, so last week, <laughs> last week, um, yeah. You, while you look at that, let me explain why Mandy and Dana are not on the not on the bill, and why I think Dana's not on the bill. Okay. Last week, <laughs> last week, uh, Mandy was injured. By Nia Jax, it was just confirmed today that she has she has a soldier a shoulder injury. They try to keep it low because they want the you know they want to know oh, you, she got the Nia Jax special. Don't we all? And, and I think the only people that have avoided this is like Oscar because she'll stiff the hell out of Nia, and we've seen it in their matches. She will stiff the hell out of Nia Jax whenever Absolutely. she gets a chance. She will give her those receipts. But um, she threw Mandy out of the ring. Mandy landed very awkwardly on her shoulder, uh, which leads to who knows how long she'll be out. And uh, Dana Brooke was taken out. Uh, someone said to me on Twitter yesterday, I forgot what the account was, but thank you for responding. Um, they reminded me of the Mandy thing, but they also said that Mandy and Dana are tag team partners. So why would they have Dana there but not Mandy? Which made me think about, again, Chelsea Green, who was supposed to be in the match uh, last week. <laughs> I'm sorry. Who got, who got injured on her, literally the first move of the match and, and broke her arm. Uh, I, I retort with that by saying that there's no way that, it, you know, they were going to have Ruby in it but not Liv. So that's why I don't think it were going to be Manny, but not Dana. I think the reason Dana was out because Dana was seen last week at some sort of boxing event or, or MMA event with no mask on. I think that's a good idea. I, I think that's the reason why, because they could have 100% just replaced uh, Mandy with anybody. They could have just replaced Mandy. Yeah, they could, have repl- they could have replaced her with Peyton and yeah. it would have been fine. They, they, they had replaced. The only reason Liv is in there with Ruby, because Chelsea was supposed to win the match according to Fightful. So the only reason they put Liv in there is because they had to call an audible literally in the middle of the match because Chelsea was hurt. She was to be fair. Dana definitely did have a mask, but she just did not have it properly. Thing she was out there hugging people and oh god damn and and screaming spaces. And then (laughs) (laughs) like what? (laughs) They just don't give a fuck. They they don't give a shit. It's already risky that you're doing this, you know, with no mask on in a ring. But you're doing this out in public, with the, oh, whatever. whatever. Uh, so yeah, that is that is the teams. Of course, their uh, Liv Morgan replaced. 
who was supposed to be on the mat uh, was supposed to be Chelsea Green in the match, and there's two there's two open slots. Who are we thinking here? I'm thinking definitely Bailey because Bailey's. I mean, she's not taking time off, so why not have her be in this match? And maybe Natty uh, finally gets into the match. You know, I, if they're putting Peyton in this match, I would have thought that before this entire thing. But if they're putting Peyton in this match, I think they're going to put Billy Kay in this match. Just for the, the low-key moment, I think they're going to put Billy Kay in this match. If if Peyton wasn't in the match, I would say there is no shot of Billy Kay being in this match. But now that things have changed and they haven't really decided on the teams, I think it's a possibility to at least just, oh, iconic versus iconic, Billy versus Peyton. How is it going to go down? I think that's at least a possibility. Um, It'll go down exactly how it went down the night after the, the week after they broke up and they had a match. Uh, <laughs> um, what'll happen? <laughs> is Mickey James on SmackDown? Wow. Um, all right. So he's hurt. He's hurt. Uh, let's see. Yeah, I think it's going to be. If I had to do a guess, I'm going to say Peyton Royce, and I'm going to say Natalia, not Bailey. Wow, so- Iced out. Bailey iced out completely. Yeah, unfortunately. We might have to see. Poor Novak. He's going to be like, listen, they ain't got nothing for her to do. Fuck him. Fuck him. <laughs> He's so mad. <laughs> after SmackDown every week, I go on his page to see what his response is. But after the Bailey segment, like, I want to see what he says. Listen. Because I, I, I don't I don't like your pain, Chris. I just want to. I just will like your I like your your viewpoint on it. <sighs> I think Team Raw is going to win. <laughs> I think, oh, I hope not. Uh, I don't know. There's, you know what? I'm calling Bianca Belair. Does it? She no. goes the distance. Yes. You get pinned. <laughs> no. I think she goes the distance. Against Lana, who is being set up to be the the sole survivor for the team? Lana is not being set up. Lana is Lana, on her ass. Lana, Lana is going to get put through the table. Lana is getting a chronicle. And as we know with everyone who gets a chronicle, they're losing. That's just it. As we know, WWE Chronicle on Saturday will be airing a Lana thing and showing. I felt like they used Beyonce's Halo in that damn thing in the <laughs> in the in the preview wow. for it. I was like, wow, they're really doing this like a whole like no one believed in me, but I believe in me. So that's how we're gonna do this. Um, I'm saying Bianca Belair. It's gonna get down to Bianca Belair versus Nia and Shayna. Ooh. And then Lana somehow ruins it for Nia. And it's going to be Bianca versus Shayna in the final. And then that's how we're going to end this. But I do think Bianca Belair was going... To me, it's clear as day from her being the first person there to her being clearly a cut above everybody else on the team, quite frankly. She hasn't been on TV for three weeks. <laughs> She's been on TV. She... uh I think she. Uh, uh, I think uh, she, she, hasn't been on TV since she got in. She hasn't been on TV since she got into the match. I think she uh, she congratulated Ruby, or maybe I saw that on dot com. It was something. a it was a dot com. Mm-hmm. Maybe dot we'll com. see what happens. But no, I do think I do think she will be. Uh, she will go the distance. It seems like they have we'll high things they want to go for. We'll see. I mean, I agree, but I just don't think that this match is one of them. It's um, it's not a next- it's not a Royal Rumble thing where I think there's stakes on the line. This is very like a. This is just fluff. This is padding for her career. So I, that's why I think, you think that, you think a SmackDown woman or a Raw woman is going to win the Royal Rumble this year? Um, because <laughs> you're talking about you're bigging up Bianca Belair, and if she's going to win this, she's got to so, win the, so, the Rumble. No, 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 no. That's a both are mutually exclusive. I say there are no stakes in the Survivor Series match like they are in the Royal Rumble match. That's the difference. There's a main event Would thing. 
say that oh, here's my theory if she doesn't win if she doesn't win this she's definitely going to win the rumble that's my theory my theory is that they're completely mutually exclusive and it doesn't matter what happens in the survivor series it will not lead up to a Royal rumble thing I think they're mutually exclusive. Survivor Series is just so the night after they can be like, and Bianca Belair had an astounding night because she eliminated three or four of them on her own. And she's really showing that she's the EST and all this other stuff. That is mutually exclusive. I think once you get to the Royal Rumble, Royal Rumble, they think of the bigger picture of like, okay, who's going to main event the show? How are we going to make this story? All this other stuff like that. It could be mutually exclusive. I don't think because she wins Survivor Series, she's going to win the Royal Rumble or because she doesn't win or whatever the fact. It, it's just a coincidence for me. Okay. Um, who'd you say? You, who, so, you, so you're saying SmackDown's going to win? I'm saying SmackDown's going to win, yes. Okay. Uh, next up, champion versus champion. Bobby Lashley versus Sami Zayn. Uh, we've had this match before. I wish Leon Ruff was in this match now. Yeah, <laughs> we've had we, we've done this before. Obviously, Sammy is a lot different than he was two years ago or a year ago. Wow. Um, and Bobby is definitely different than when they were trying to pull this uh, this face turn out of him a couple or shit. Was it two years ago that these guys faced off? It was definitely like two or three years ago, to be honest with you. Yeah, we've seen it, but they're different now. And I guess that's why we're having this match. Um, I had thought that there was going to be a title change. Meals, you were right. There absolutely was not uh, between either of the guys. I think it'll be solid. I don't really have much to say about this one, to be honest with you. I think they're both great Neither performers. Do I. I just don't I, I don't think that they I didn't think they had chemistry there. They could shock me on Sunday, but um I'll go ahead and say that, that Lashley's gonna win this. They they've kept Lashley strong all year. He's barely taken any else. I agree. Lashley will win. Uh next up, yet another match that we've seen before. Uh champion versus champion, Asuka versus Sasha Banks, Raw versus SmackDown. This one's interesting to me because you don't want to have Sasha taking too many L's and Asuka doesn't take too many L's just in principle. So I would imagine that if you're not going to have Bailey here, as you said, Mills, that she would be the reason why or Carmella would come out and be the reason why Sasha takes the L here leading to TLC. I'm thinking some type of triple threat or some type of match between Sasha and uh, Carmella. <sighs> oh, 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 oh. I don't know. I wish there was more stakes or just things building up to this match. I'm just going to... Because, I mean, we, saw, we just saw this match. We I just know. saw this match. I know. I know. Um, Oscar or Sasha? The thing is, it's like, yeah, you really want to build this winning streak for Sasha. It's like, oh, we're really doing this champion thing. She's got to win, but I don't think she'll win. I think Oscar will yeah, win. Yeah, I think Oscar's the... You don't want her to lose either because whoever the hell is going to be facing her next, she's got to look. What I mean, okay, let's be clear. A winner or a loss here doesn't really matter unless it has storyline implications like it did last year with Seth Rollins, right? Mm -hmm. I don't see any storyline implications coming out of a winner or a loss here for either women. Same with the Bobby Lashley, Sami Zayn thing. Yeah. Also last year, remember last year? I think Shayna Baszler won that match, right? Yeah, she did. What did it really matter? Yeah, it didn't matter at all. I mean, NXT, NXT beat the asses, but at the NXT end of the day, had a good first like five minutes to follow in show. Like, yeah, we won, and then everything went back to normal. <laughs> Everybody's normal, and then their ratings plummeted literally right after that. And um, ouch! I'll say Oscar, man. I'll say Oscar too. I'll say Oscar. Why not? Just go ahead and wrap up the women of the women wrestler of the year. I think reward. I think here's a hot take. I think at TLC, it's going to be. Asuka 
in Charlotte versus Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler mm. for the tag team titles. Get those off of them and tell Nia to read up on uh, COVID-19. <laughs> Just to be clear. Uh, next it. match. <laughs> champion versus champion. First time ever. The New Day versus the Street Profits. This match is very interesting to me. Listen, New Day almost didn't make it. They, did, they almost didn't that make it. That was a, that was a bang over match there, I have to say. Shelton Benjamin was, 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 was going off. He was moving like he was 25 years old in that match. I'll tell you what. <laughs> <laughs> interesting stuff happening in this match because there's a biggie factor now if you don't put biggie into the smackdown match which again storyline wise i just don't think there's a room for him there but if there is that i won't i won't complain if he's there i think the profits are gonna turn here what? i think they're gonna they're gonna, whoa. They're gonna turn whoa yeah. no i can't agree i think well, the ahead. new day like me yeah Diet New Day stuff. I I think that that's definitely a. I think that they want to be better than the New Day so badly that they're gonna do anything that they can to to prove that. I think that there is definitely an opening for a really good babyface tag team on SmackDown uh, to face them, and I think that there are no more heels for them to face. Period. So the Street Profits will have those belts for no reason. So to me, that that means that they have to change their character somewhat. They've never been heels before, also, ever. Uh, and I think they're great baby faces, but again, in the time of COVID, you can switch it up. And then by the time crowds are back, you can switch it back. I think that they will try this out. I think Big E will be the key here of having Big E be out there and then having him see or, or having them do something diabolical to them or, ha- or actually having them lose, which I think they're going to lose. And I think that's going to lead to them turning. I could see what you mean. I think, I think the pressure of them trying to live up to be the new day and Biggie's words are going to cause them to, to raise hell on him on their actual show where they where he can't be protected by his two other friends. I could see what you're saying, but I think it's it's really more simple. I feel like the Street Profits have been definitely on a major momentum wave and I don't see it stopping. And I see the new day as a team who looks forward to putting over these young teams and making them look great, hopefully just as great as New Day was, and hopefully they have a legacy of that. That's kind of where I leave it. I think the Street Profits are going to win just basically because they're really, really good at this point. Um, I think New Day is going to pull out a bomb fire match out of them, and they're going to get the rub in a, in a completely can strong way. Can you hear my dog snoring? No, I can't hear your dog snoring. Well, if you can, I'm sorry. Uh, anyone is listening to <laughs> <laughs> no, I can't hear it. Um, however, yes, it's a. I, it's. I think Street Profits will win. Yeah, I. I think they're going to lose here. I. I. I think you keep. Uh, you keep New Day strong. They've always been treated uh, strong. They've always been um, carried that way. And it's and a little. I think it's they, a little fifty-fifty booking if New Day loses, because then her business could be like, "Look at you losers! Can't even exactly win a match." That's, I mean, that's why you have them go two and zero here. I mean, to prove that they're, you know, the greatest tag team of all time and that they hurt that the street profits have a lot to live up to and they say you know what fuck that we're gonna you know we're gonna beat your ass you know and i i again i i i'm very very like in my heart of hearts i feel like they're gonna do something different with the profits here or afterwards uh and uh, actually finally in a match that i think should realistically close the show but it'll probably be the five on five anyway um no i think Max- this match will i think i 100 this match will we'll close the show Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, new Raw champion. <laughs> hey. Three. Listen, the past three out of four years, 
even if you want to count last year, last year was kind of a, if you want to count Brock being the hell out of Kofi a couple weeks prior. Um, but last three out of four years, champion has changed hands right before Survivor Series. And this year was no different. Drew McIntyre had a incredible main event. I mean, it's worthy. That's what you call a main event, right? It's worthy of the title of main event. A, a no disqualification. It was a war between Randy Orton and Drew McIntyre. And people are asking well, why'd you put it on Randy if you're just going to take it back off him? And it's just like, what's wrong with you people? That question, that question doesn't matter anymore. Let's just be clear. They they did something with the title yes. to, do different on the, to do something different on the TV shows for a minute. This is the type of title change we saw all the time back in the day. Absolutely. And it's just a change. It's, it's adding different perspective to the feud. And then it's adding to Drew McIntyre's character of the fact that he can get knocked down, but he can get back up again. Yeah, and it adds I, I to Drew. It adds to Randy Orton's like, Randy Orton spent three months trying to figure out Drew McIntyre, and he finally mm-hmm. figured it out, and it was beautiful. I mean, no, I don't think anyone had any qualms about it when he when he won the title because it's like we well, spent three months beating the guy's ass. You finally figured out a way, especially as smart and as as veteran and as savvy as Randy Orton is. He finally found a way to beat the motherfucker. But you know, Drew has a number, and that's kind yeah. of it. Yeah, I, I like I said, like th- that question don't matter anymore. Drew's a two time champion. You got the, the, you got to get these these reins up. And if he's the guy, this is the way that he becomes the guy. Absolutely, they start. They're already giving him. They're giving him reins. <laughs> you With know, like man. Do you know how many guys have had one reign? One yeah. reign. And 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 I say this is a guy who full willingly knows that the Miz has had one championship reign. Mm-hmm. Um. Most people that, don't that, get it again. Yeah, when when it comes to storytelling, and I know you could you could you could argue that like maybe they did it for a rating, maybe they did it just. But like you said, it's changed perspective. It, it changed the show around. Um, it gave you a really good main event, and that was really all we needed. It showed Drew winning against all adversity. Really cool entrance. I'm I'm wondering what that shaman stuff is. I I really I really hope it's not a turn. It's really it's 100 a program. Yeah, I really hope it isn't. But I I hope I hope. Not soon. You think? You think? Shame? I don't know. I can't yes, really. Yes, yes, I do. Yes, I do. Well, he's gonna help. Well, you think? Are you? Are you thinking WrestleMania? Um, that's kind I'm of thinking what I'm Mania. thinking. I'm thinking Mania too. Um, I'm thinking Sheamus helps him lose the title or something like that because I think the real reason they took the belt off Orton is because Edge is ready. <laughs> you want to keep it a hundred with you? I think Edge is ready. Well, listen. There's some rumors about here that I'm not particularly happy about. There's rumors about possibly mm-hmm. Edge versus the Fiend as a feud coming mm-hmm. up in the future, which I am not yeah. happy about. I think it'd be cool because Edge is involved, and Edge is a really good creative director in his own feuds. Mm, you're right, but still, uh, the match is icky. I feel like he's definitely going to get injured again. I don't know. Edge. Yeah, Edge. If it's cinematic, if it's cinematic, he'll be all right. Okay. Okay. I mean, we'll, we'll see how it goes. Let's get to uh, let's get to <laughs> let's get this to the actual match. Um, last uh, Friday on SmackDown, uh, Drew came out. I think this was probably like the people called it a red herring. I was like, this is literally warning signs of what's happening on Monday. But Drew showed up to SmackDown, faced off against Jey Uso. A uh, really, really good ending to SmackDown. I thought it was fire. I think everyone agreed. Like with with uh, you know Drew saying, "You understand me now," and Roman saying, "Get you one of these, and we can talk." And then Drew got him one of those, and meaning a title, and he's going to face off against Roman Reigns 
Neil, you said it best. I don't think there's anyone, you know, there's anything that could have wrapped this up better. They've done this before, but this is a different wrinkle to that to that match that we've had against Drew and Roman. Drew has beaten Paul Heyman's guy before. Roman is now Paul Heyman's guy. Uh, you know, the the actual affiliations have switched as yeah. far as Drew and Roman. There is a lot going into this match, and they've really set this up as something that you need to see. And a year where we don't have a Brock Lesnar we're still anticipating one of these types of matches is really, really cool to me. And I think they're going to go crazy. Drew has not missed this year. Roman has not missed storyline wise yet, but he's yet to me to have that really good in ring uh, match. And I think this would be the one for him. I think this is a possible match of the year contender. This is a considering how they built both of these. This is a WrestleMania main event built up at a survivor series. Um, I think it's just, out of all the matches that they could have done, yes, I would have. Randy versus Roman would have been. I, I, I think it would have been still been good. Um, but this match is just so much more fire, especially considering everything that they did Friday, which I thought was just a great look. I felt like if they wanted to promote Monday's match, that was a great look to have Drew randomly out of nowhere for no reason um, show yeah. up on Friday. <laughs> show up on Friday, have a match, and it's also good. I, it, it it continues to solidify me that they're that, that he's a guy. For someone that could think like, oh, let's bring him to this show so he can amplify this show as well, or he can at least take some of what SmackDown's viewership and bring it over to Raw. You know what I'm saying? Um, I thought it was a good idea, and I think this match will bang. I think. A lot of implications are going into this match. They're still the looming. There's a scene set up. There's Randy Orton is still around, whether he'll be there on mm-hmm. Sunday or not. Not sure because he's been working pretty hard. I think he's going to use some of his PTO eventually. Um, yep. He even said it on Monday. He was like, "This is I, I sit my ass on the couch <laughs> while y'all work." He said it on Monday. I was like, "All right." <laughs> All right. Um, the Fiend is looming. I think this is not what the Fiend wanted especially since he wanted Randy Orton with the belt and he wanted to target Randy Orton. Um, The Miz is looming. I don't know if this is, you know, it's the 10-year anniversary of the United Survivor Series of when he cashed in the first time. Could it happen again? Who knows? I was waiting for it on Raw. But it was 10.59 and then it just wrapped up. (laughs) And then it went to Miz and Mrs. I don't really know where they go with Miz as champion because at this point, I don't know what the... I don't... Yeah, right. Like, it would be really short, right? But at this point, I don't know what the raw direction is. I think... Here's what I think. Here's what I think. If if he manages to cash it in relatively soon, you kind of had a feud built maybe towards the Royal Rumble. And... I say The Miz has John Morrison on his side to help him. Drew McIntyre is going to have Sheamus, you know, on his side. And that's where you kind of like maybe weave the two or intertwine the two and kind of figure out. And then Sheamus eventually drops the boom somewhere. Um, If I was Sheamus, I would drop the boom after he gets the title back for, for run number three. Yeah, yeah. And then they say, you know what? I always wanted this title for WrestleMania. And then you book it there because I think that's what they've always wanted to do. They've always wanted a program. And I think once we heard about that, um, you know, we the, our, our eyes went to that. And I think what better way for Drew to leave Mania as the champion again, but but either win it back or retain it at, at Mania as well. Because the thing is, you can't just have them, you know, it, we've seen the run where no one's lost on the way to, to Mania. We saw it with AJ, you know, yeah. where he just lose and we saw that type of title run 
I think it's more interesting that, that Drew, there are so many roadblocks that happen to him and he overcomes them every time, like you said. Like, I think that is an interesting way to do it. Like, I wouldn't mind Miz, you know, winning it if there was an actual story where it would make sense for Miz to not only win it, but for him to lose it. And it makes complete sense for Drew's character as well. I have to say, like, I know people, like, really shit on him a lot. I, I got to say, Drew is probably one of my favorite wrestlers right now of in, in any company because of the way they book him. And, and I think that... WWE really learned how to book their faces last year with Becky and Kofi and Seth, and they they were unwavering in their support of them. And I think they they're doing it even better with Drew this year yeah. for him to be the only face that they push like that. I think they, I think they've done a tremendous job with him. It seems like they're completely behind him. They're absolutely saying like, "Yo, this is another guy, and this is what we're doing here." And it's not just going to be Roman and Becky is out, so you don't know when Becky's going to come back and all these other stuff. But this is one hundred percent another guy, and. And I'm sure Vince is like, just look at him, damn it! Like he's, you know, he's fucking ch- chiseled out of stone. Like he, he's a guy, and I think he's gonna make the Raw roster better if they continue to push him in this fashion and have people kind of meet him where he's at. It's it's a great precedent for a guy who has the look, who has the skills, who has the in ring talent for guys to come up, and he brings them up to their level. It just it's just yeah. gonna be great for the roster entirely. Yeah, Hall of at three reigns, Hall of Famer Drew McIntyre, Hall of Fame me. I agree, I agree. Hall of Fame. Uh, as for the match, who's gonna win? We've been talking about everything but the match. <laughs> who's gonna win this match, uh, Mills? Who do you think? Oh fuck. Um, tough. It's tough. It is tough. I'm going to go with. There's more. Uh, this... Here's the thing. They could be a thing. Be a I think it'll be a clean. Well, I mean, Roman's a heel. It'll probably do the, the, the low blow thing. So it'll be as clean as you can get without interference. I, I, I look, you feel like Drew McIntyre going to kick out of a low blow. <laughs> like <laughs> He kicked a, out of F5, so he's going to kick out of a spear or two. So I, I, I believe. Um, I feel like um, it, there's a good possibility for Roman to win. I don't think there's going to be any chicanery Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan isn't the I'm interfering during the match type of guy. Uh, but there's a lot of people on uh, McIntyre's side who he has a lot of enemies on his show. I don't think they're going to get involved. I'm going to go say... Fuck. I'll say Drew. I don't know. I'm just going to go with Drew. I don't have a, I don't have a reason. I just kind of feel it. I'm going to go with Drew. Oh, man. You just don't have him win the title to have him. But, I mean, you did that with Daniel Bryan before. You did it with AJ yeah. before that. Will it be three for four? Mm-hmm. Oh, man. It just depends on who you – these are the two golden boys right now in yeah. the company. They're the guys. These are the, it's very rare that you see this type of thing happen. Uh, this is this might be the toughest one to think about that I've, that I've ever – you know what? You know you know what? I think this will happen. Ew. <laughs> I think that'll happen. Ew, <laughs> I'll just on. say that this will this will this will happen. It's, I hope that closes the show. I hope it's a whole thing of like, okay, we're doing our Undertaker. Everyone comes out, gives props thing. That's how the show ends because everyone's gonna be at a uh, Survivor Series, despite COVID or not. Um, for their going away of the <laughs> the Thunderdome. <laughs> <laughs> um uh 
Man, I don't know, man. I have not figured it out. I'm gonna say Roman. I'm gonna okay. say Roman. All right. Say Roman. Yeah, right. Roman. Okay, let's go. Let's do it. And uh, yeah, that that is our predictions for Survivor Series. Are we gonna be on Clubhouse this weekend for it, or or what? I can I can do it. I can do it. Um, I'll do it. I'll, do it. Uh, I'll start the room and invite the usuals. Uh, so if you're on Clubhouse, there will be a room created. I don't know if you guys follow me or not, but I mean, I'm pretty sure if you search my name uh og johnny five you'll find me on clubhouse uh we're probably going to be starting a room around around eight o'clock uh east coast time for survivor series and we'll be we'll be running all the way through seven (laughs) o'clock oh my god it does one of the big fours uh yeah seven o'clock four o'clock for survivor series uh this weekend on sunday so um you know if you guys have any predictions let us know at the a show rnc on twitter uh and we will be coming back to you guys next week uh, with with more news and a fallout from Survivor Series. But until then, make sure you listen to the Rewriters Room. New episode just dropped this week on The Undertaker's Streak. Just in time for 30 years of... Have you yeah, seen The Undertaker in person? Um, No. Wait, like in person, like um, wrestling? Like a match. Yeah. Like in a match? Yeah, I did. I saw the SummerSlam 2015, him versus Brock. He looks really bad. You're going to hate me for this, but I think you already knew this, though. But I, I saw Undertaker and Edge at Mania. I'm very aware of that. Go fuck yourself. Yeah. Yeah, it was really, really good. It was such a good fucking match. <laughs> it was really good. I loved it. It was it was one of my favorite uh, one of my favorite Edge matches of all time. Um, but yeah, the Rewriters Room, that's Armand, Chan, everybody in the, on that show. Shout out to them. Um, talking Yo. about the Undertaker streak. Okay. And we also have... Uh, War Report with Cyrus uh, coming this Friday as well, talking about AEW and the upcoming Kenny Omega and John Moxley match, which should be a banger. I'm actually going to watch that one. I can't wait for that. Those are, that's my favorite wrestler finally getting the belt. So let's 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 go. Let's fucking go. Uh, but until then, make sure you follow me at OG Johnny Five Meals at Meals TV and the A Show at RNC. Make sure you subscribe to us at the A Show RNC uh, on iTunes and Spotify as well. So until then, thank you all for listening to the A Show. As usual, wear a mask. Wash your hands. Peace.